Michigan falls in Champaign to the Fighting Illini. Michigan visiting the number 14 team in the country. And as you might expect, game number 25 on the season for the Maize and Blue and Michigan, a big underdog on the road in Champaign, taking on the number 14 ranked Fighting Illini. And this game was a one-possession game with under five to play in the first half. First 15 minutes of the game, Michigan looking pretty good, making some plays. But then with uh, under five to play in the first stanza, the Illini go on a 16-2 to two run, and they were up by 18 at the break, 47 to 29. Michigan did not make a three in the first half, actually until just over a minute left in the game. Michigan finally hit a three. Will Cheddar did, so they, they break that streak, but Michigan goes down by this in this game by 29 points, a final of 97 to 68. Welcome in. We're here after every Michigan basketball game, and this one, Michigan was a, a heavy 16-point underdog and for the first 15 minutes, they hung in there, and then that was it. Terrence Shannon Jr. was um, great. He was, you know, you, if you thought about it, if you watch Michigan, Michigan has a hard time stopping the ball and and and, and cutting off a a good drive, somebody that can really get to the basket, and and Shannon really. Uh, can do that. And then Shannon showing it from both uh, the ability to drive, put it on the floor, and then also showing his outside game and his range as he was knocking down three ball after three ball. And in one sequence, when you knew, you knew it was the game, it was down to the right corner, bang, 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 three ball after three ball. And uh, that was that for Michigan who has uh a record of now three and 11 in the conference. And they're looking up at everybody in the big 10 and it's been over 50 years since Michigan has finished last in the big 10. And they will try to avoid that the rest of the way. You say, what are they? That's the, they're, they're trying to do anything, you know, positive that you could look for, but that would be on the list of things that they would want to do or want to avoid being in last place in the Big Ten. Looking at the box score, going through the players, I'll tell you if what jumped out to me. Terrace Reed Jr. was 5 of 14 from the floor. At times, Terrace Reed Jr. attacking the basket, low post, throwing some moves on, throwing some dunks down. Doesn't look half bad. He had 13 points in this game, but he has to get his footwork under control. Once in a while, you can get called for a travel. He gets called for traveling every game and multiple times in the first half getting called for. He's, he's going too fast. And he's just got, has to correct that. The, too many turnovers that way. He had three turnovers tonight, too many, and he has to correct that. TW2. Not too bad of a stat line led Michigan with 17 points and five of eight from the floor and knocked down seven to nine free throws. Not bad there. Kamwa had a nice bounce back game as he got into double figures with 13 points. Namari Burnett was decent early, but you look overall, 
two of six with six points, that's not going to get it done. And, and Jalen Llewellyn is uh, in a tough spot. Yeah, he had four points in there, obviously, for Doug McDaniel, who's doing the wild uh, road suspension thing. So it's forcing Llewellyn into action. And you could tell Jalen tries really hard, but even tonight in the first half, he had a nice steal and then he was taking it coast to coast, but he got to the other end and then he just, you know, threw some wild shot up and it, it, it looked like the last place team against one of the better teams uh, in the big 10. And that's what it was. Well, Will Cheddar hit a late three to uh, boost his stat line a little bit, three of four, eight points for Cheddar. Trey Jackson had six points, uh, had the play of the game for Michigan as he, what did the announcers say? Uh, caught a body on a on a jam as he took it the length of the court and punched it down with his left hand. That was the highlight uh, for Michigan. Stephen Bardo, the former Fighting Illini guard, saying that was one of the better dunks that he's seen in all of the Big Ten this year. George Washington the third, and Michigan fans saying, "Look, why not play the true freshman?" If you're going to lose anyways, I mean, you wouldn't say that to the coach. But you understand the, the point about let's see him out there. And he did get a little run in the first half. And I'm not going to say he looked lost. If you looked at the stat line, you'd say, wow, that's no good. And it wasn't. 0-3 from downtown, 0-4. He did have a nice sequence. He had a steal, and then he threw a sweet, long bounce pass to Cheddar for a jam. Which was which was nice, uh, but other than that, nothing to. In fact, absolutely nothing to write home about when it comes down to GW three and uh, Michigan. Some of the feedback in this one, P Maximus is calling this the worst Michigan team ever. <clears throat> I've seen some pretty bad Michigan teams, P Maximus. I think about um, a Brian Ellerby team when they had uh, was it Mike Mike Godfordson was their their point guard. Poor Mike would be thrown to the wolves. It was uh, up in East Lansing. He's taking on the uh, the Flintstones and whoo um, that team. I would was the is the worst team that I have ever seen. I guess I'd have to go. What I want to do start going player for player when it comes down to uh, this team. Uh, Lance talking about Jawan Howard. Is there merit to fire Jawan to try to spark something for the Big Ten tournament? He asked, instead of delaying the inevitable, just rip the Band-Aid off. Well, Lance, this isn't the pros. Unless there is a a situation with the coach, like, you know, like we've seen in the past, he's had a few of those, something off the floor. Uh, I would think that uh, that would be the only way uh, that Ward Manuel would do something uh, before the season's over. When you think about trying to spark something, I, I don't think so. I mean, there, there, there's nothing, there's nothing that way. They're, they are not that talented. And certainly there's, there's not like, I'm not, absolving the coaches uh, for anything. They put this thing together and they haven't sparked anything for this team. They don't, they don't, 
nothing that they're doing is working with them. They they have no bench. So they've got some yo-yo like was uh, hurt tonight. Jace is uh, been out for a few games, but those guys aren't contributing anyways and in, in really doing anything. But no, I, I I would say no. There's there's that's not going to happen. Uh, when you say there's if there's merit, I, I would say there's not merit for it. If you thought that this team, uh, if you watched last week, Michigan beat Wisconsin and the announcer said, that's why the big 10 is so sweet this year. Even the last place team can beat one of the you know top teams in the conference. That's a nice thing to say on the broadcast, but it's really not true. Michigan's not jumping up and, and, and biting anybody. Uh, I know that they did against Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin has lost four in a row. I think Wisconsin's a good team. I'm not taking anything away from that victory, but I, I don't see it. I don't, I, I don't see it. You know, it's not like, uh, uh, I, I'm sitting back thinking, Oh my God, that would be the worst thing ever. But no, uh, th- there's no reason to do that. And you say delaying the inevitable. I'm not sure that I, I, I would think that that uh, 95% of the fans are thinking like you that after the season, but I think there's, there could be the thought that because of the basketball situation with NIL and also with the, the transfer that had, you had to think of that if you were watching Michigan and watch, uh, watching Terrence uh, Shannon jr go for, what did he have, 34 tonight in 31, sorry. He would be in a, a Michigan uniform if Michigan had a a transfer policy that could get players into the university to play some hoops, but they don't. They have a tougher one, and we all know that. So those are, those are two things that work against you. They're the two things that will work against any coach that's in there. Um, right. I say this after every game, but there it is. That's it. Uh, P Maximus is saying there's, there's no improvement. We all see the weaknesses. That's coaching. Culture is shook. No one wants to play for Michigan. Stoskis uh, called it out. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there is nothing there. Like there's nothing to lean on with this from, from that standpoint. You're right. There's nothing to look at this team and, 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 you know, you might want to say, well, you, you like a Christian Anderson, the, the guard that's coming in. Sure. I mean, like you like him, he's not a, a player though that you look at, you think, Oh man, this is a guy that's going to turn the rarely do you even think about that. Like that one player, I know one player can mean so much to a team, but Anderson's nice, but it's not somebody you look at and you're thinking, oh, this guy's going to be a guy that can turn the program around. The kid from Grand Rapids, uh, Fat Brooks, Darrell Frat, Fat Brooks, or uh, Connie Ruths, who's not signed, but maybe will, uh, could. Uh, you know, he's their highest rated guy. Uh, that would be something that you would consider. But no, that's not that, that, that's not enough where you say, oh, yeah, why? You know, you don't make a move there because of this great recruiting class. I don't, that's not something that you say. Let's see. Uh, Zarek is saying, in my opinion, why can't our staff get these guys to play seriously? I think that they, they get them to play for, 
15 to 20 minutes. Why can't they get him to play more than that? I think there's a combination of things. Number one is going to be talent. And I think they have just a limited amount of talent. They they don't have anybody off the bench. If we really look at it, uh, if, you know, Terrace Reed Jr., he's been a disappointment overall. I, I was expecting a little bit more from him in his sophomore year. Too many turnovers, not consistent enough. TW2, Terrence Williams II, for a, a NCAA team, he's he would be a nice uh, seventh, eighth man off the bench. Meanwhile, he's like Michigan's number one guy. Kamwa, is, uh, he hasn't played well in, in a, a little stretch here. He's been Michigan's most consistent and best player. Uh, he's legit. But look, Namari Burnett, he's a, he's a backup on an NCAA team. NCAA tournament team. Jalen Llewellyn is, is somebody that I, I don't think would be in a rotation for a tournament team. And yet, you know, he's had to start these last five road games because of the, the part-time suspension deal with uh, Doug McDaniel. And they've got one guy coming off the bench and that's Cheddar. I mean, Jackson is uh, like, how many minutes does he play? Not many, and that's it. You don't you don't have you don't have anything coming off the bench, and and, the, and they tire out, and they've got one legit starter, and that is uh, Olivier Kamwa. Now, if they had Doug McDaniel, they could have two, and 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 if I'm starting to talk about you know if you have five, well then that would be that would be different, but they don't have that. So that's why they they don't play there. Henry is weighing in on conditioning and fundamentals almost as if not having your strength and conditioning coach on your bench factored into the game. Uh, it's fair, Henry. You know, it's it's not fun to say, but it is fair. Gavin talking about Ward's going to have to make a decision. The season is a big mess. A big mess. No question. Jonah wants a percentage for me that Juwan gets fired after this season. I would say the trajectory of this team and them uh, finishing in last place and no real promise, even though the fan, I would say 60% right now. I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse, or it probably makes you feel worse, but you know, listening to me when you think it should be 100% and it's obvious. And sometimes it is obvious to all of us. And, and how serious is Michigan about getting this basketball program on track? I was thinking about the John Beeline days and just how John Beeline actually is is the perfect kind of coach. And I'm not suggesting that 71, 72 year old John Beeline comes back for Juwan Howard. You know, he wanted to go to the pros and a lot of people have said, and I guess I tend to agree with them. They, they said, they, they kept saying it that he was, you know, today's player uh, that's looking for name, image and likeness. And, you know, that wouldn't be, something John Beeline wanted to deal with. I don't know. You have to deal with a lot of egos and stuff, even when he was here. 
it is different. So I get that part. But the thing with Beeline, why he would be someone uh, too bad. He's not 60 years old and, you know, wouldn't want to come back because he, he could pluck three stars from anywhere. You know, you just think about like, you know, Trey Burke wasn't somebody that everybody was after. In fact, you know, he was out there uh, for anybody to take and you just keep going. Karis Levert, Nick Stauskas, you almost can just go down a player for player for player that John Beeline, and actually when John Beeline was the coach, you might have even been a little frustrated as a Michigan fan saying, hey, why doesn't this guy take a swing for some of these like supers and some of these five stars and get them in here? And instead of taking some, you know, three star from New Hampshire, but that was, you know, John Beeline, what, a, what an eye for talent and being able to bring guys in. Plus he was way ahead of the curve in, in, in where the game was headed with being able to, you know, shoot volume threes and the offense and, you know, just everything there. And, you know, that's not where, you know, this staff is at and where this program is at. They have more things to deal with here. And Ward Manuel needs to pull out a mirror and look at himself and really ask the tough questions. Like, And, and if the answer is the, it's going to be a continuation of, Michigan is not going to be able to recruit. They're going to have to have their one arm tied behind their back. And they're not going to uh, tweak their admissions policy. That's two hands behind their back. So they're just looking for a developmental team. Like if, if, if that's the way it is, and I don't, I would say that that is the way it's going to be. They're not going to change admissions. They're not going to change the uh, NIL policy where they start, uh, you know, promising players money up front. I know this is, you know, the same stuff that I say after every show, but I don't believe that they're going to do that. So I don't believe that they're going to be able to get, uh, when needed, a talent, an influx of, of talent in here. So you need to work on development and a long view with the basketball program where you get a coach, if it's going to be Jawan Howard, where you look that he's going to build something that it's not going to be necessarily every year that you're going to be in the NCAA tournament. Those are harsh. That's a harsh reality for this program. Now look, most people don't want to hear that. They want Michigan. It's Michigan. They should be competing for clearly getting into the NCAA tournament this year. That's a bunch of hogwash. I could hear people saying, and I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm, I'm just saying that what the reality of the situation and what it looks like to me is. So uh, it's not a home run that there's going to be a change and there's issues. If there's going to, be a change. That's how I see it. So that's it. Jonah's talking about nobody's watching this team, which impacts the university's revenue. A lot of those tickets are bought. I, I tend to believe with you, Jonah, that might be the thing that will, will change things. And, and for that, you look at the remaining schedule. And I have it in front of me. So 
Saturday, Michigan brings in Michigan State. The place will be packed. Unfortunately, there will be a lot of green and white in the Chrysler Center. They will be looking to take over Ann Arbor. The Sparties, the Spartans will. And it could be ugly there. That's one of those where if their Michigan was going to win one more game this year, just one, this is the one that you would want them to win, obviously. And so don't get routed. Hang in there and, and don't let the uh, Chrysler Center turn into you know, the Breslin Center. Not much they can do when Purdue comes in. Like, I think you know that they're going to get beat. Uh, just how bad? Now that we look here, Michigan's only has uh, three games remaining at home. Michigan State, Purdue, and then they have the two games in margin. Off the top of my head, who are they? They go to Ohio State, and then they they host Nebraska. Now, that, that last game against Nebraska, well, yeah, it gets ugly in there. There you go. Jesse's talking about if it's not going to be the basketball coach, then it should be the AD. Let him do it. Not even a, a CBI. <laughs> That's not a, uh, that's lower than the NIT, right? Is that what that is? Jesse is looking at a losing streak to end the season, hopefully culminating in Howard's immediate dismissal. Yeah, I can't tell people. I know by watching football this year that there are friends of mine that are like Michigan State fans and they were. Oh, I'm everybody rooting against. So there's absolutely no way, you know, that they would keep the coach. Uh, I, I could see that a lot of Michigan fans feeling that way. I mean, that's part of it when it gets ugly and it is ugly right now. So we'll see how that ends up going down. Like they lose out. It'd be pretty bad. Have we ever been in the cellar of the big 10 and a sport men or women? The last time that Michigan basketball, was in the cellar was the year Kazzy Russell left to go in the pros. That would have been the mid sixties. So we're talking about, I think 66, 67 over 50 years ago, 58 years ago, almost 60 years ago. The last time that, that Michigan basketball was dead last in the big 10, I would have to look for the women. I actually, as a broadcaster for the, the women's team for the 2005 and 2006 team, I think they only won one Big Ten game. So uh, those two years that I was there, oh for the one year. So they, I would say off the top of my head, you could check me on that on the women's side, 2005. I think was uh, on the women's side. Have there been other sports? I don't know. <clears throat> Let's think of, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Off the top of my head, that's not a fun one to go through. 
There it is. Jonas talking about uh, leading candidates for linebacker and DB coach. Yeah, join us uh, tomorrow, Jonah. The uh, schedule that I just showed you was brought to you by the Maze and Blue Reviews. Good afternoon, Michigan football and basketball, which you can hear three times a week on the feed you're watching right now, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we will be talking about the candidates for linebacker and defensive back. We will get to all of that tomorrow. That's it. And kind of the same stuff. Juwan Howard just a couple of games ago was saying, same old song. And that's what it was tonight. Michigan hung in there for 15 minutes and then a big run by the Fighting Illini put the home team up by 18 points at the break and they go on and win it. Uh, by 29, a final of 97 to 68. Michigan, they fall now on the year, if you're keeping track, and you are, to 8 and 17 overall and 3 and 11 in the Big Ten. Meanwhile, it's almost uh, a reversal. You look at the number 14 fighting Illini, they're 18 and 6 and 9 and 4 in the Big Ten. Michigan will host Michigan State coming up this Saturday. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Have a great night. And uh, we will talk with you uh, tomorrow on Good Afternoon Football and Basketball. See ya.